Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks for joining us on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today we are here with Kaylee Spears, and she is from The Freedom Theory, and she is a fellow RV traveler like me and Matt. So, Kaylee, thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I have been following your journey, you and Josh and Baby Bear, (laughs) your adorable Sabrina, um, on your fabulous YouTube channel, and you guys are vlogging your entire adventure. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we post videos Monday through Friday about our our lives as we travel. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of videos to do. It is. It's a lot, but it's... (laughs) I I love it because it's my hobby and it's just a passion. So, yeah, it's really enjoyable. (laughs) Fun. Well, you guys are just full of energy in life, and I absolutely love watching your videos and, um, you know, hearing about all of your adventures. How long have you guys actually been on the road now? We've been on the road since uh, June of this year. So June 2015 is when we actually hit the road. But we've been in our RV since uh, February of this year. Awesome. Yeah, it's a very similar story to ours. I know we've been on kind of the similar timeline because yeah. we left in March, Yeah. but we got the RV in uh, October. It had, um, you know, the the kinks to work out. Oh, yeah. And so we actually, I mean, there's always kinks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> New or not, I there's always kinks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And we um and we were, were in it since January and so it's really you got to get in there and kind of get settled before you hit the road. Oh yeah, I tell everybody if you're planning on doing this lifestyle, set aside at least five months to get going because you're gonna find all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> These things break yeah. in weird ways, but they're awesome. <laughs> That's actually a really good timeline um, because I think you know we had sort of an unrealistic expectation that we were just going to kind of grab and go and get ready. And, you know, when you're spending an extended amount of time, it'd be one thing if we were taking, you know, a weekend vacation, but for an extended, you know, months or years, you really need to get it outfitted. And I mean, it's home, so it really needs to feel like it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were real, you know, I wanted to personalize things and get my rugs in and my pillows and, you know, artwork, just things to make it feel like home. Exactly. Yeah, and get it organized, too. That's my big thing. I love organizing and making sure everything has a place. And Oh, my gosh. What? You and I, yeah, we are like soul sisters. <laughs> yeah, organizing is my thing. I used to organize professionally. So, yeah. That is so funny. I did that for a little while, oh, too. No, it's so fun. <laughs> you know, it's um, it makes life so much easier when everything's kind of in place. And, you know, I don't purport to always have things under control or clean or anything like that. But when it at least has a place to go... Um, it's a lot easier to keep things going and you don't end up buying like extras of stuff you already have. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what really brought you guys to traveling? How did you make this decision? Yeah. So yeah, it all started, uh, 2014. Um, so me and my husband both had some big health issues come up at the same time. And 2014, I was so ready for that to just be over. Um, mm. So in spring of that year, I was really struggling with my, 
my weight. And I had always had this super healthy lifestyle, eating real, real food, exercising, all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. my husband's like, after two years, he's like, you have to go to the doctor. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm going to figure out the remedy. I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Pretty stubborn. <laughs> and so uh, finally went to the doctor and I had really bad health insurance at the time. I was working for a nonprofit. Mm. And so, of course, their network was just, you know, not really bad. Not so good. So I went into the doctor, you know, having some high hopes that we're going to figure this out, right? So I went in with um, a couple of symptoms, which was not losing weight and anxiety. And I had never had anxiety before, and it was getting bad, like panic attack bad. And I went in, told her all those things, and she goes, well, what are you eating? And I'm like, "Uh, vegetables and lean proteins. Like, that's what I'm eating. And I'm working out. 30 to 60 minutes a day and she's like well it sounds like you're eating too much and I just start bawling just break down and I'm like what on earth this person's not a nutritionist didn't listen to me at all but she's like well let's check your thyroid just in case kind of condescending like it's not gonna be that but let's just check it anyway it's all your fault right exactly yeah I was oh I was livid (laughs) so I left there just totally shattered went and got my blood drawn and my TSH was at a seven and your range should be between like 1.25 and like three something. I can't remember. Yeah. It needs to be very low. It needs to be lower than that. That's very high. <laughs> so I got those results back and she's like, well, let's wait a month. This is how bad the insurance was. Most doctors would be like, Oh, we need to get you on medication right away. But she's like, no, let's wait a month and see what it does. Okay. So during that time period, my, it gets worse, uh, it gets worse. but my father-in-law had to go into the hospital for a double bypass surgery. So we, okay. during that time had to jet out to South Carolina that night when we found out we're there for like two weeks, come back, I get my blood drawn again. My TSH is at a 13. Oh my Lord. And I was, because you've had all the stress and all this travel. Right. I was miserable. I was so mm-hmm. miserable. I was starting to get very depressed. Um, so she tells me that I need to take Synthroid, doesn't tell me anything about the drug, doesn't tell me any of my options. And at that point, I call her and I'm just like, what is the deal? Like, I need to talk about what my options are. I had a terrible reaction to Synthroid. Oh, no. um, it was terrible. So then they switched me over to Levothyroxine. Still terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I fired two doctors because... Uh, I switched to another doctor and she's like, you need to go to uh, a psychiatrist. And I was like, there's no way. Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to a psychiatrist. This is not normal. This is not me. I've never like had this happen ever. Super positive, bubbly person. I tell my husband, it was like I was missing an action for a year. And, yeah. and I did not know where I was. I didn't know how to get myself back and I had no control over it and still all this time eating healthy trying to work out and nothing right doing everything you know right and doing everything you know everybody tells you to do right (laughs) so all the healthy things that you learn um so I had a major panic attack and those are so scary it's terrible and it happened at work and my husband was like okay we're taking you to urgent care and we'll go pay out of pocket because it's out of network Um, right we went there and they put me on a beta blocker, which is normally what they do. But this particular beta blocker, um, 
caused me to be severely depressed and suicidal. And that is not me at all. So for two weeks, there was one study my husband found, and it was a 92-year-old man who started taking this beta blocker, was happy as can be, and committed suicide after two weeks. And Oh, my God, that's so scary. So scary. And I feel like nobody talks about the side effects when you're handed a drug. Like, no, I always advocate. I'm like, what are the side effects? What do I need to be looking for? And you sometimes have to stop the doctor from running out the door. Uh, You do. And a lot of times they don't even really know what side effects to talk to you about. I mean, it's like, well, just read your pamphlet that comes with the, with the prescription. And it really does lead you to start researching yourself. And then they tell you, yes. my first doctor was like, stop reading stuff on the internet. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm totally going to keep like, advocating for myself and finding people with yes. stories. And you find a ton. I found so many helpful people who have gone through similar things as I have. Um, right. So I finally got off that. My husband got a new job and I was able to get on his insurance, thank God, <laughs> and mm-hmm. went to go see his doctor. And she sent me to an endocrinologist right away. Okay. And my endocrinologist checked for Hashimoto's and I had it. So you did. Yep, okay. Yep. And that is why nothing was working <laughs> because my thyroid just can continued to be attacked during this whole time right just steadily getting worse so it isn't until about two weeks ago that I actually became totally level and they found the right dose so it took a very long time and I'm not a patient person (laughs) but like especially not when you feel like that oh no and I just wanted to feel better I wanted to feel normal and it was kind of this this way of adapting my new lifestyle, knowing what my limits are. And that's where the RVing came in is because me and my husband went to Orcas Island. We do that every year. We go to Orcas Island right after the holidays. It's our getaway from like all the chaos and stuff. And we reevaluate our goals. We go over what we want to do that year. And I told him, I'm like, you know what? I want a house. I want to do all this stuff. And I kept thinking like there is going to be a big change. Like something has got to give because I'm very unhappy with um, the job I was doing. I had to quit my job working with um, homeless youth and young adults with that nonprofit because I got so sick um, mm. and then moved over to nannying and it just wasn't my passion. <laughs> I yeah. love kids, but it just wasn't my thing. I knew there was something more for me and I had to work part time and was just achy every single day. So we went to Orcas Island, talk about our goals. And my husband on a whim asked, what do you think about getting an RV? Because he told me that I couldn't have all the things I wanted that year. I told him, I want to go to Disney World. I want to go to Louisiana. I really want to go to Las Vegas with my girlfriends. And I want to buy a house. He's like, babe, you cannot have it all. And remember, I'm very stubborn. So I told him. Yeah, you're like, actually, I can. I'm going to have it all. (laughs) And so he jokingly asked about the RV. And I said, yeah, let's do it. And we had just moved into a condo. We had just put down, like, our down payment and all this stuff. And then we started looking for RVs, checking out the lifestyle. I'm like, we could do this. Like, thankfully, my husband didn't have to change careers because he can work mobily because he's a network engineer. Uh, Nice. But, yeah, I was like, we can do this. And just everything like this it just a switch happened like I don't need all this stuff I got back to the condo I put everything on Craigslist and in 15 days we had 
cleared out the condo, bought an RV. Oh my gosh. And then the next day bought the truck. <laughs> so, Girl, you were going for it. I was, I was ready for the change. And that's amazing. I don't advise everybody to do it like we did. because <laughs> It went very fast, but it was what we had to do. I don't think we would have done this if we hadn't gone through the year we went through last year. Yeah. And I'm just, right. I'm grateful for that year. It was a growing period, but oh, it was exhausting. And I'm just, so thankful where we are where we are now yeah isn't it amazing how quick things can turn around like that oh it's i'm still floored every day i wake up and i'm like i'm in las vegas right now and just the other day i was in lake tahoe like (laughs) how does that work (laughs) how does that work exactly yeah i know i mean that's sort of been our experience this year too and you know it's funny people ask me i'll be you know having a client call or something because you know i can do everything from the road and it's like you know, where are you now? And I'm like, well, I really actually have to think about that. Where am I? Am I in Utah? Am I in Colorado? I mean, we've been absolutely everywhere. And, you know, we were tied down with our farm for so long. We had an organic farm in New Hampshire and, um, we had that for about three years and it was amazing. I mean, when we moved out there, we thought, oh, well, we're just going to have a few chickens. Well, that ballooned into, um, you know, an organic farmstead that we were, you know, starting up a CSA and doing all these things. We had over 200 animals, chickens, ducks, rabbits, goats, pigs. I mean, it really ballooned Uh and it was an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it was so much work and so expensive. And it was really not something that we were going to be able to sustain long-term for many reasons. And it was like, you know, I think we're ready for a change. I think we're ready for a new adventure. And it was kind of the same thing where we just made that decision. It was like, okay, we are going to do this. Mm -hmm. And we had actually taken a winter trip away so that we could, you know, escape the snow a little bit. And, um, you know, we had been so trapped for three years with the animals. It was hard to even just go out to dinner. Um, Yeah. So to take a winter break was, so helpful. We got a house sitter, you know, we had, um, really pared down on the animals on the farm. Um, you know, it was our already past butchering time and all of that. So it was like, okay, this is our perfect window to get away. And it was such a welcome relief and we had so much fun and we really connected. We really had some great stress relief benefits and I mean, just everything, mental health, you know, improvement. And it was like, why, why not? Mm -hmm. We had already worked to be location independent. We had already worked to take our businesses, you know, online. So it was like, why not do this? And so instead of going back to the farm and buying in chicks and doing all the things that we thought we were going to do, we actually went back and cleaned everything out. And so it took us a little bit longer than two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. That's a lot of animals. There's a lot of, yeah, that's a big change. Oh my gosh. It was, quite a process but to be honest with you it was like the most freeing thing I've ever done and I really thought you know it's going to be hard to clean all our stuff out it's going to be hard to pare down I mean we were going from 3,000 square feet in an entire farm Mm -hmm. to you know 400 square feet in our RV and I was like that's a huge change like I don't even know that I can do that right right but it was like the most amazing thing because you don't realize the hold that this stuff has on you, like oh, the yeah. mental weight. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. 
And even when you're not sitting there going like, oh, I'm consciously thinking about the tub of old curtains in the basement. Like, you're not thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But when it's gone, you realize, whoa, that just cleared up some space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some mental space and stress. Right, right. I call that stuff, uh, what if stuff. You can't in because what if? (laughs) Like I was just keeping a bunch of clothes under the RV and I admitted it to our followers on our YouTube channel. I was like, I have a dirty little secret. I've been hoarding clothes (laughs) and I was, it it lifts a weight because it was my what if, you know, all of a sudden my, you know, weight comes off or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not what it's about. Like it's not like it's, just about health I can't keep looking at the scale or weight waist measurements and stuff like that and it was once I put that stuff in the truck and was getting ready to get rid of it I was like holy cow like who had I had no idea that I was carrying all that stuff with me and that what if mentality about yeah curtains or whatever it is for you totally clears up a ton of space (laughs) it really does and you know as far as clothes and holding on to that it's like you know let's be honest like when you lose weight or whatever, uh-huh. yes or no, whatever, whenever you want to buy clothes again, you're going to want different stuff exactly. than what's down underneath the RV. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's like living in the now and um, embracing what is, I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You know, I mean, we, we had talked about this um, traveling actually – when we lived in Connecticut, we, I'm from Texas originally, Matt's from Philadelphia. He moved down uh, to Texas for work. We live near Dallas. Um, We met, got married and lived there for about six years. And, you know, during that time I was very ill. I had a lot of health problems. He started having health problems, you know, as he was getting a little older, you know, older in his (laughs) twenties. And so, you know, we, we both had all this stuff going on and, and mine was really severe. It was, I mean, I was practically bedridden. It was awful. I had fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and endocrine stuff and thyroid stuff. And I mean, just like blah. And I totally can relate with your story of going to doctor after doctor after doctor and they don't listen and they put you off and, or they just throw you on some kind of medicine and you're dealing with the side effects. I mean, I went through all of that and, um, and it's awful. And you, you absolutely 100% have to advocate for yourself. You have to do the research. You have to read because they're very busy. They're not trained in nutrition or anything alternative. They're dealing with so many patients, you know, it's, it's not that they're bad people. It's, they're overwhelmed and they don't know. They literally don't know. Um, and with insurance as it is and all that, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah, right. It's a disastrous mess. Right. And what happens is, is people fall through the cracks and their health suffers. Mm-hmm. So we actually just have to take control. Mm-hmm. There's no other answer. We have to take control. So that's kind of where we landed. And we... Um, we did some food allergy testing. I mean, this was, this was like seven years ago, eight years ago. We did all this stuff and it was like, oh my goodness, this is really causing a problem. You know, I got a lot of blood work back, started putting the pieces together, doing the research. And it really came down to changing our diet, changing our lifestyle. Um, And after we did all that and things improved so much, I mean, 
isn't it amazing to kind of think where we were with our health issues and yeah. now that we're traveling around the country? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's, incredible. it's kind of mind blowing. <laughs> it really is. Well, and speaking of just like food and diet changes, like I had no idea that an autoimmune disease could wreak so much havoc and that food could be like such a solution. Yeah. Uh, it just never, nobody talks about that. Doctors do not sit down with you and be like, okay, we need to add in this X, Y, and Z from, you know, the vegetable garden. They just don't, right. they don't do that. Or even down to like, where do we you need to take out gluten or yeah. we need to take out grain? Yeah. We need to do a gut healing protocol. Right. Yeah. Right. Where th that information is not there mm -hmm. in the medical community. No. And it's very sad. Yeah. So for me, I had to, I did digging and research and found, um, the paleo mom and found, yes. um, autoimmune protocol yes, exactly yeah. you knew right where i was going and come to yep. find out she actually um just recently got diagnosed with hashimoto so she all yeah i saw that which i when i read her newsletter my heart just broke because i was like I oh my gosh like you advocate so much for all these people and do so much and then to find out you have that like oh gosh like but she knew and could change her lifestyle immediately by just cutting out exactly you know she already had gluten cut out but it's just a stricter version of paleo and it's yeah. It's not that hard. Like when people think, oh, gluten-free is so difficult. I'm like, if I eat gluten, my fingers swell. Like it, yeah. and same with, when you look at the alternative, it's like, oh, I can leave that uh -huh. on the table. Yeah. I, I don't need not that. to go to Olive Garden today. <laughs> um, it's just, and as we head down to go to Louisiana and there's just gluten everywhere, we're going to be having Thanksgiving there. I'm like already building up my like, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Like weaponry of like things that I yeah. can eat that aren't gluten and things like that. So, oh, but it has been incredible. But as we travel, the way we treat food and things like that, like Costco offers so many organic things and people are, Isn't that nice? people are so surprised when we go to Costco and live in an RV. I'm like, you know what? It's worth it to eat salad for five days to like clear out that tub and to save some money, uh, just eating salad, you know, that's organic and good for you. Um, totally. They have so many options now and they do. really are growing with that, which is so nice because yeah, it is funny because people think, Oh, you're going to give up the Costco membership. And it's like, no, cause they're <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. And you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not buying in bulk like I once did, oh, no. but you know, to be able to go get the organic, you know, fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. love the big tub of salad. I mean, I'm going to go through it anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So why not? Right. Right. We just went through two tubs of uh, organic salsa in like three days. <laughs> I heard about your new salsa. <laughs> it's so good. Home style organic salsa from Costco. <laughs> Little plug for them. So good. <laughs> so funny. I'm going to have to try it. That's so funny. Yeah. I saw that you had done a video on that and I'm like, Man, this girl needed some salsa. <laughs> right. You right. Need to try to see or something. Something. It was delicious. Okay. Well, and you know, it's fun because we can find those kind of things like as we change the diet. Yep. I mean, did you ever think before, like, I don't know if you had sort of a fast food lifestyle, but I know that we did and it was like, did I ever think that like you know, fresh salsa was gonna be like such a boon, you right. know? And now it's like this is amazing because you really appreciate all the flavors and the, you know, the bright, fresh herbs and all of that. It's so different. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it wasn't really fast food. I, 
I've had a healthy lifestyle since like college is really where things changed. I got out of my mom's house and kind of was like, I can do this. Like I can eat healthy, you know, nice. and I went to a liberal arts college. It was kind of a hippie town, um, Western <laughs> up in Bellingham. So I was just kind of flooded with, you know, like community gardens and food that's good for you. And nice. so the switch was pretty easy. Um, but, you know, there were still days where I'm like, I really want gluten-free pizza, but I don't eat dairy anymore. Like, what do I do? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, there's always a way to take whatever your, you know, lifestyle you're doing and make the things you love. I think that's what's yes. so cool is you can take a something that you've loved for so long and turn it into something that's good and nutrition-dense and good for you. So. Exactly, you know, and that's really, I mean, our blog, our website mm -hmm. really started as an outreach for our clients mm -hmm. because we were doing nutritional therapy, you know, after I had healed so many of my ailments and Matt had gotten so much yeah. better, you know, by changing our diet, I was like, oh, I have to share this with people. And so I became a nutritional therapist and then he actually took the class as well right wow. after I did because he was like, this is amazing, the curriculum's amazing. We both went to the Nutritional Therapy Association and the curriculum was just amazing mm. and so we were so inspired and, and set up a practice and all that and really working one-on-one -on -one with people that was the biggest thing they were like how do I take my favorite foods you know that I used to eat the pizza the burgers whatever yeah. and make that like healthy so I can eat it and I'm like you can totally do that mm -hmm. yeah. you know instead of Pizza Hut and McDonald's you make it yourself mm -hmm. from good ingredients and it's even better. I mean, it's right. so much better. It is. You know, and you feel great. And so that was really a huge passion of mine with taking old recipes. I think I recently did one for Sloppy Joe's, you know, like oh we were having gosh. this like flashback <laughs> uh -huh. elementary school. I was literally just thinking about Sloppy <laughs> Joe's. Oh, wow, I'm going to have to go check that out. That's incredible. <laughs> Totally make it at home. You know, yeah. you don't have to open that nasty can of stuff that we won't say the brand name, but <laughs> you don't have to open that can and, yeah. and eat that kind of food, you know. Um, you can absolutely recreate just about anything. And now with all the the people out there writing about real food, blogging, you know, it's amazing. You can find a recipe for anything. Like, we've been able to transform all of our Thanksgiving dishes, Christmas dishes. You know, we still make cookies at Christmas, like, all of that. But it's it fits into our lifestyle. We may have a little bit more sugar than we'd like sure. around Christmas sure. than we'd normally eat, you know. But um, but it's all nutrient-dense stuff and, and using really good ingredients. And everybody in the family has been so impressed. With the taste, you know, at first when we started changing our diet, they thought, okay, they're going to be eating like tofu and cardboard. Like, I don't really want to go to their house, you right, know, right, like this is right. going to be weird. I don't want anything to do with it. But then they came over for dinner and they ate the food and they were like, oh my God, right. like, this is amazing. It's like, like gourmet stuff, like <laughs> without the gourmet price. <laughs> oh, it so is because it's like real butter and meats the way they're supposed to be and like beautiful like reduction sauces with homemade bone broth and uh, fresh herbs. And I'm I mean, <laughs> I know, right? Drool worthy. Yes, yes. So then we became the go-to cooks for all the events because it was like, well, I want more of that food. Yeah, yeah. So it really is amazing how people sometimes feel like, oh, this is going to be a restrictive change or this is going to be hard or this is going to be expensive. 
And I'm not going to lie and say there's not challenges. I'm not going to lie and say, you know, oh, this is a discounted way to live. It's not. But the quality that you're paying for and the difference that you're making not only in your life, your children's life, your neighbor's life, you know, your community, um, the way that you're supporting the farms, that affects the animals. I mean, it's just it's just like ripples in a pond. Right. It goes everywhere. Right. No, it's incredible. And yeah, I, I get really excited about hearing that more companies are switching to organic and more, yeah. you know, meat farmers are switching to organic. And it just gets me really excited about the future. You know, there's still a long way to go, but yeah. um, it's just very exciting to see the changes happening slowly and for it to become more affordable. And I think the right. thing about it is it, it's affordable, but when you start doing the cooking that takes time right and that's yeah. where people I think get a little bit stuck but yeah the investment is so worth it when I was working a 40-hour work week I would just take Sunday and just meal prep that's all I yes. did oh that's super um, smart yeah and we'd do like paleo freezer meals or crock pot meals and that worked out great so there's always a way but definitely it's always a way definitely can't think that oh it's just going to be super easy switch it's definitely putting in the time and the energy but so worth it when you start feeling so much better and you taste the delicious food and you're like, I can never go back to McDonald's. I can never go back to Pizza Hut. No. And you know, I would have changed anything, you know, to feel better at that time when I was having migraines every day and panic attacks and I would get car sick in five minutes in the car. And I mean, just on and on, I actually had like four typed pages of symptoms that I would take from doctor to doctor. I did that same thing, Amy. It's nuts. Yeah. And they thought I was bananas. And I was like, no, this is happening. This is happening to me. I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel good. I don't want to be here. That's what I would tell them. Right. I want to be living my life. I don't want to be writing down like, oh, I'm having this bizarre skin condition. And oh, I'm having, you know, my eyes are suddenly so dry. And, you know, it's like all these things you would notice. And right now it's like, why are my nails breaking completely off? Why is my vision changed? Yeah. Yeah. My hair was falling out like crazy. Like, why you know, do I have combination skin and why is it changed? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's important. And so many people, I think, are blown off because it's like we don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, by and large, when I talk to my clients, it's like, by the time people come see me, they have been through a lot of stuff and they have been to a lot of doctors and they have tried a lot of things that didn't work. And, you know, I listen to them and I'm like, really tell me what's going on because they know better than anybody else what's happening. And that's probably so refreshing for them to hear. That's why you're such a blessing to so many people with that. (laughs) Truly, when my endocrinologist sat with me for an hour, I just cried Mm -hmm. in her office. I was like, nobody has listened to me. Like, no one's taken the time to actually feel my pain. And now every time I leave her doctor's office, which I haven't seen her in a while because I'm just getting blood work done on the road and I send it up mm-hmm. to her, which is a huge blessing in itself. But she always gives me a hug. <laughs> and she's just like, nice. no, thank you for I care. Yeah, she cares. And my primary care doctor cares. And it's, it's incredible when you find those doctors, but it is. And you have to hang on to them you tight. Do, you do. <laughs> and yeah, they deserve to be treated well, but it is so hard to see them having to run around, you know, just like crazy for other people. But it's, it's a new way of medicine, like a new way of treating yeah. patients. And, um, my doctor, my endocrinologist finally switched me to the natural version of, um, mm-hmm. 
So armor thyroid and my nice. life changed. Like it just changed. Yeah. But she finally was like, no, this isn't working for you. My primary care doctor was like, this is not working for you. Like levothyroxine nice. is not working. We tried every single option. Um, but then when they listened, they were like, oh yeah, you are so much better. My primary care doctor was like, oh my gosh, like you were like the way I saw you way back when. And I was like, yeah, that stuff did a number on me. <laughs> so exactly. You're like, I'm back. I feel like myself again. And so many people, I read so many stories of them being on a medication for 12 years. And I'm like, I could have not done 12 years. I couldn't, ha- I couldn't do six months on the medication no. I was on, but, um, it's that mentality, that holistic way of looking at things and um my primary care doctor is a do and i always look for them if i'm gonna go to a doctor just because they're trained differently they're trained to look at the whole body and not just at oh your wrist hurts let's just look at your wrist (laughs) you know right Uh, because it's a full body everything functions and what can happen in your toe can be you know related to what's going on in your brain or your ear or you know anything (laughs) I mean it's all connected and and it all works together as a system so it really is a different way of looking at things and I think just as I mean we could talk about the shortcomings in the medical community for so long (laughs) like they it just got so off track and it just got so disconnected um you know, I mean, are there amazing advancements? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I um, if I get in a massive car accident or like my arm gets cut off or something, you know, I need I need to go and get emergency care. You know, right. I, I'm not going to change my diet and put lavender oil. On. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not going to work. I got but, this lavender oil. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to fix my arm. No. Um, but you know, it's truly like such a difference between emergency care and wellness and and just like I talk to my clients a lot about building and resilience and being able to you know be healthy throughout life's ups and downs and you know when you do get sick it doesn't like there's no healthy we don't get to healthy it's not like a place that we go we just get to be resilient where it's like okay this is a stressful time. I I need to take extra good care of myself. You know, this is when I get sick, I need to be able to bounce back faster and not be down and out for three, six months. You know, I've talked to some people, they get a sinus infection. It lasts almost a year for some people Uh, because they can't kick it. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. And if they go in and they get antibiotics and whatever, I'm like, we start compounding the problem and causing more issues. Right. No, that's, so yeah. true. It does seem like things seem to linger longer. Like for yeah. some reason, yeah, antibiotics ruin me. <laughs> I can't, oh yeah. Oh, can't even. But so true. So true. It's really amazing. And you know, again, like I think because we've been through all of this stuff, mm-hmm. it sort of opened our eyes to hmm, the world's not really what we were kind of taught that it is. Yeah. You know, like, and that allows you to start looking outside the box. I know for us, like, when we changed our diet, that was kind of step one, you know, and then it was sort of, oh, that rippled out into other lifestyle changes and mindset changes. And you start to look at different possibilities for what your life could be. And that for us blossomed all the way into traveling around the country for two years in a motorhome. I mean, (laughs) It doesn't always go that way for everybody, and that's not the right answer for everybody, of course. But it's about exploring what possibilities are in your own life. Right, and that they're actually in reach, too, I think is what's so incredible. And 
yeah, if you would have asked me three years ago if I would have been living in a 33-foot fifth wheel with my husband <laughs> and a Pomeranian, I would have laughed at you. Traveling around the country. Yeah, yeah, traveling around the country. And, I mean, we're talking about doing this till we have to stop. Like, right. at first it was, like, two years. Okay, we can yeah. do it for two years. And then it was, like, why, why stop? Like, people work their whole lives, you know, get that house, pay off that house work so hard and for us I wanted to focus on family that's been a huge thing so now it's I'm thinking about okay I want to be super healthy because I want to have a super healthy pregnancy if that's at all possible and you I've heard so many horror stories about women with Hashimoto's and having struggling with pregnancy I'm like I will do whatever I can like to make sure I'm as healthy as possible, to make sure there's chemical-free products in my home, there's chemical-free makeup, like, all this stuff, it just, it's a trickle-down effect, and I tell people, you can't do it overnight, and and for me, I was like, I can, I can do this overnight, and then you just get burnt out, and you go back to the way you were living, but... Yeah, I was sort of like that, too, all or nothing, and we actually, like, I got my blood test results for my um, food allergies, again, this was, like, seven, eight years ago, and overnight I was like okay well that's it because it was like soy and egg and dairy and gluten and like I didn't really know that much about leaky gut I didn't really see how it could all be connected I really thought oh I have these food allergies and this is the answer I was even allergic to turmeric which was bizarre because yeah but it was leaky gut because I was taking a bunch of turmeric to help with the inflammation um, and the pain from fibromyalgia so I was like I didn't realize, oh, well, it's just like leaking through and my body's reacting. It was, you know, oh, this is a food allergy for me. And so overnight we cut all that out. Mm -hmm. I cleaned out my kitchen, my pantry. We actually went raw vegan, which was crazy, Uh like crazy and not at all healthy. But at the time that was the information that was out there. That was the people that were shouting the loudest about, you know, food makes a difference. It was that community. And I'm actually super grateful because by becoming aware of the power that food had and going into that community, we actually um, discovered Nourishing Traditions, that cookbook that Sally Fallon wrote. Uh-huh. It's all about, you know, ancestral traditional food. Uh-huh. And people were talking about soaking seeds and nuts. And I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. Why would you soak seeds and nuts? And so they kept referencing this cookbook. And so I bought it. And it is a cookbook, but the first 60 or 70 pages are all about nutrition and real nutrition and ancestral nutrition. And like, you know, these days we're just kind of like guessing, oh, does this work? Does that work? What about this diet and that diet? It drives people insane. And it keeps money in people's pockets too, right? It it so does, right. There's a lot of um, benefit to people keeping us confused. And so it was all about like, why do we need to look forward and think when we could look back and see what worked for people? Mm-hmm. Like we already have the proof there, what worked for people for generation after generation after generation. Mm-hmm. And so that was such a light for me. I mean, it really, I told Matt, I said, this is truth to my bones. I know this is real. Yeah. Yeah. And overnight again, mm-hmm. cleaned out that kitchen, mm-hmm. went to whole food. <laughs> You know, filled up the pantry and boom, we were back. And I'm telling you, within two months, Mm -hmm. more than half of all my symptoms had disappeared. And within six months, it was like I was never sick. That's amazing. And I had been sick for ever. I mean, really, honestly, ever. I mean, at 13, I was 
Um, 11 to 13, I had migraines every day for two years. I was hospitalized, given all kinds of crazy drugs for that. I mean, I missed so much school. It was, like, horrendous. They couldn't ever figure out what's going on. It was actually an herb fever few um, that helped me get over my migraines when I was 14. And that actually started me sort of on an alternative path. Um, I didn't really know the food part, but I definitely knew you know, that there were natural things that could work when pharmaceuticals didn't because my previous experience was all about pharmaceuticals. And, I mean, I was on antibiotics and steroids for sinus infections and colds and whatever. I was a child of the 80s. So from, like, birth to 12 years, pretty much solid antibiotics and steroids. And then they wondered why I had all these crazy side effects. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right? Yeah. Dangerous. They're like, what's the new drug we can put on to help cure all these side effects Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it really did become that. I mean, I've gone through my medical records from childhood and, and it was, it seriously was like, okay, she's reacting to this when she's come into the pediatrician office with a rash head to toe. Let's switch her to this other one. And then I became immune to several of the um, antibiotics because I had been on them so much. I mean, it, it's just crazy, it's crazy. Thinking. <laughs> it is a nightmare. And it's a cycle that once you get into is sort of hard to get out of. Yeah. But by getting into that, like fever few and just that really it was a suggestion from a friend's mother, mm-hmm. thank goodness, and made all the difference. And so I was the I was the teenager, you know, reading Prevention magazine uh-huh. instead of Seventeen and Teen uh-huh. and all that. Because you I'm like, to wow, feel <laughs> yeah, and there's really something here. Yeah, there's really something here. And so, um, you know, I was on track to become a pediatrician, which now I totally laugh at, but mm. I was on track to be a pediatrician and. Um, decided, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a massage therapist. I'm going, you know, alternative. And, and so I sort of went into that world and started seeing all the different possibilities, Yeah. but I still had a lot of health challenges because I hadn't addressed everything. I hadn't addressed diet. And how important is that? Yeah. Super important. <laughs> I mean, everything we put in our mouth, it's everything that literally, literally becomes us. Yeah. If it were not for the food that we eat, we would, like, cease to exist because those vitamins and minerals would not make up our tissues. We wouldn't have thought. You know, there wouldn't be any enzymes to be the catalyst for anything. It's everything. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Amazing. (gasps) I know. I know. And we can talk about it. (laughs) I know. I was like, man, I'm going to go on a tangent. Just, oh, I can do this all day for real. I know. And it's, it's a amazing. passion. It's a passion to share this. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think it's a kind of an all or nothing movement. And it really, once you figure out that, oh, this really works and this really is truth, you leave those food-like products. Like, I tell everybody, I'm like, if you want to change the way you eat, shop on the outskirts of the grocery store. Totally. <laughs> Don't go into the aisles. Like, that is where mm-hmm. they have to put preservatives and all kinds of chemicals and all kinds of things right. to make your Oreos last longer, to make <laughs> all of that stuff stay the way it is. And I, I get goosebumps because it, it's something everybody can do, but it's those first little steps and it's a lifestyle. So if you slip up, just keep going. Like you can't, totally. you can't fault yourself or, you know, bring yourself down. It's, it's just a journey. And once I looked at it as a journey, it became so much easier uh, yeah. because it wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't a 21 day fix. It wasn't any of that. It was really just looking at food equally nutrition makes me feel better. And that is how it, it just changed and 
Yeah. I used to not buy organic. And now I tell my husband, I'm like, you don't realize the impact that that has when you like the farmer who has to put all that pesticides and all that stuff on your food, right. how it impacts them and their community. Like, and the soil and the soil. Yeah. It wrecks it. And so I just tell her generations. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's so such an impactful thing. And you know, not everybody can buy organic for everything. And, and, and that's not even available right. for so many things and in so many areas. And I've certainly seen that traveling around. I mean, we've been very lucky and, and you know, not just that it's a huge priority for us. And so we seek out the places where we go, you know, but I realize that not everybody can do that. And, and when you're in one area, a small area, you don't have a lot of access to Whole Foods or, or Trader Joe's or grocery stores that carry organic or even really any grocery stores. Yes. It's very hard to seek that out. And you've got, you know, four kids and a full-time job and you're trying to get to the different farms to source all the different food. It gets really overwhelming. Mm. But if you make it a priority, there's always a way. Yeah. And even if it's not the most perfectly sourced, organic, pastured, grass-fed, la-di-da, mm -hmm. even if it's not the most perfect sourcing, there's a lot you can do to cut the junk and make really good choices. Because even if it's a commercially raised whole chicken mm -hmm. and non-organic vegetables, that is way, way better and more nourishing than a fast food meal or something out of a can yeah. or a box. Yeah. Way different, right? Very, very, yeah. And way more affordable to buy chicken and vegetables, regardless of the sourcing, versus canned box frozen food or going to fast food. Right, right. Cheaper. And nobody looks at it that way. <laughs> right, right. And you know what? Drink water instead of soda. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things that you can do on any budget, on any budget. Um, that will make a huge difference. And when you can source organically and you can get the pasture raised, mm -hmm. that's only going to benefit you more. Right. That's only going to benefit the farmers more and the animals more. I mean, absolutely. When you can do it, do it. Yeah. I mean, we shop at places, even like grocery outlets, they carry organic stuff too. And it's, do they? Yeah. Oh, great. I was kind of shocked that I was like, oh, they have organic carrots here. And there's like nice. a lot of options. I found organic chicken there. <laughs> that was pretty wow. incredible. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, we're, I think, spending for the both of us about $50 a week on food. And we don't eat out wow. very often. Um, That's amazing. It is. And it, we save so much food because we're conscious of what we're buying and what we have. And we eat that first. So we're not being wasteful either. Yeah. Um, and that was, I did not realize how much I wasted in my like six and bricks. Like how much I just tossed out because we never got to it. And now that we shop the way we do now, it saved us an incredible amount. And I feel good because like I can clear out my fridge now and use everything in there <laughs> mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. overwhelming my fridge with a ginormous Costco trip. Like, <laughs> right. And then you've got stuff that's, um, you know, it's fresher, mm -hmm. you're using it up faster, mm -hmm. and it's like you kind of buy just what you need, and, and then you use it up. Yeah. We don't do a lot. I mean, I do still buy extras. Our fridge and our rig is, is still, you know, a, a residential size, so I don't have to, like, do, um, like, cook, you know, shopping every other day or anything like yeah. that to fit it in. And so I still have myself go through at the end of the week, and I'm like, okay, 
what is in here I need to use up? Because uh-huh. things still get hidden behind oh, yeah. other things. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do. They do. Sneaky they little. They so do. <laughs> yes, they do. But, you know, I find we talked earlier about, about planning and about doing the prep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so hugely important for people with their busy schedules because there's so much that you can do where, you know, you're going to double anything that you're going to make just for dinner, double it, freeze half of it, save it, you know, for leftovers, whatever. It's a whole other meal and you really didn't have to do other work or spend extra time. No, that's exactly what I do. I've actually started and going to be doing on Sunday, like really short recipes for people because everybody's Uh asking, how do you do this on the road? And I'm like, okay, I can show you, I make a big batch, like you said, and then that is our dinner and our lunch for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, or I make a big crock pot meal and then put it part of it in the freezer. And it just people, I want to share that because that's something I, I really love cooking. And as soon as I got to cook by myself, it was like, Oh yeah, like this is not too hard. (laughs) And I love it. I love when my husband tastes something and he's so excited. He's like, Oh yeah, this is on the top 10 list. I'm like, Oh good. good." (laughs) I so love cooking. And, and you know, I mean, there are times that I'm like, okay, I do not want to cook right now. (laughs) Yeah. And it's usually, honestly, it's more about the mess than it is about the cooking. Me and my husband have a rule. I cook and he cleans. That's exactly what we do. That's exactly. And it really keeps me sane because, um, (laughs) you know, real food cooking, you do end up with some dishes, but you know, I mean, I love the fact of being able to go in there and create something and something that tastes good and nourishes the family. And it's like, you know, it's amazing to me that what we're putting onto the table for dinner, it's like, this is helping us maintain our health. This is helping us get healthier. Like we're walking towards health with this meal. And that's amazing. Like that is powerful. And it's something that is in everybody's capacity to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to be an amazing, fancy gourmet cook. Your meals don't have to be complex. In fact, most of our meals are very simple. Mine too. Yeah. Like meat, vegetable, yeah, you know, go grill a steak or something, chicken, whatever, and then do some vegetables, That's our, butter that with a grill. <laughs> bro- yeah, totally, broccoli and butter with unrefined sea salt. I mean, I cannot tell you how often we have something simple like that. Yeah, and it's so delicious. <laughs> it's so delicious. Your taste buds are—they really will change as you yeah that stuff and. Your taste was, I've had, you know, something accidentally slipped into my diet and I ate something that I was like, oh, that had gluten in it. And you're, I can taste it. As soon as it hits, you feel it and it's mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a huge difference. And, you know, a lot of people go, oh, well, how do you do this on the road? And it's like, well, it's kind of the same as anywhere else. Yep. You know, I mean, the cooking method might be slightly different. I mean, we have a propane stove. We have the grill for outside. You know, we um, love our instant pot. I need one of those. Oh, (laughs) my God. I want to get rid of my pot. I want one of those. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. I don't even need my crock pot anymore because it's awesome. And, like, when I make bone broth, I can make it in two hours and get better quality than I, I used that. to when I would simmer it for two days. Right. I need that. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. And talk about time saving because I can take anything even frozen 
frozen, like, oh, I forgot to make something for dinner. It's all right. I'll just grab it out of the freezer, throw it in the Instant Pot. I love to take, like, chicken and then throw salsa verde on it, and then it takes, like, 45 minutes. Done. Yum. Serve it with salad, fresh herbs, whatever. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I need that in my life. <laughs> yeah. Because there's really, I mean, a crock pot, you know, if by the time that you're like, oh, I didn't defrost. I mean, you've got six to eight hours, right? Right. right. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a planning thing too. <laughs> it is a planning thing. And it's great for like travel day. Uh-huh. You know, we all know about travel day. Uh-huh. <laughs> those of us that RV because it is like you pack up your whole life and off you go. Right. And um and you navigate traffic and whatever and you get to your new place and you set up so travel day is a big busy day, yeah. and uh, that's a great day to do something easy like a crock pot meal. But if you've got an instant pot, it just takes a couple hours. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> There's been many a times where we've rolled in late at night and been yeah. like you're starving and there's nothing yes. <laughs> right always... and you don't want to go out to a restaurant uh-uh. and... no yeah sometimes we'll do like an easy meal those nights like I'll make you know tuna salad and we'll have it with rice crackers and veggies or whatever or I'll do a little antipasta plate and we'll have some like sliced ham or whatever mm-hmm. we have on hand and then uh some cheese and then some you know real pickles yeah um some kind of ferment, you know, whatever I have on hand, really. Sauerkraut. All in. I pick lately. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I'm always up for kimchi. So anytime I can have kimchi. Is it lunchtime now? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm talking food and uh-huh. getting hungry. It's a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. So it is easy to do on the road. And we've, you know, we've definitely... Um, like I said, we've been lucky, but we've made it a priority to go places and find places that, I mean, we were even in um, Kanab, Utah, okay. small, small town, uh-huh. and we went over the border into Arizona, which was about four minutes, Okay. and there was this, I can't remember the name of the town, tiny, 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 okay. tiny Arizona town, but there was a health food store. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's. There, uh-huh. it exists. You uh-huh. just have to search, right? Yeah, they're popping up all over. <laughs> they're all, all over. Right. And you know what? Go ahead. These days with Amazon, too, Amazon oh. Prime and oh. Thrive Market and these other online things, yep. you know, it's easy to to get this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Amazon, that's what we're doing while we're here for three weeks. <laughs> I got yeah. Amazon coming in today. <laughs> I'm restocking. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we're here for six weeks and I'm like, Okay, this is the longest we've been anywhere mm-hmm. in several months. Mm-hmm. So I'm using this time, like, ordering a couple new, you know, pairs of jeans. Yep. I've got my, <laughs> I feel you. my food stuff uh-huh. coming. I was telling yeah. my friend, I'm like, this is what the settlers must have felt like. You get down <laughs> in one spot, and then you get everything you need for your next round, for your next leg really of funny. your <laughs> It feels so weird. I'm like, we haven't bought anything for, like, the past, what, or four months and now all of a sudden okay we're getting everything put together this yeah, week <laughs> exactly and you guys are doing some renovating too aren't you oh man yeah let's talk about that <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a few pictures of your beautiful rig and you guys are Thank putting you. in wood floor and crown molding yeah. and you're doing all stuff. yeah crown molding is the yeah what we're doing right now and it's a pain but it's gonna look it. so nice when it's done <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's a pain in anything to do that in a, in a sticks and bricks house uh-huh. or to do it in RV anywhere. Crown molding's a pain because of all the angles. Oh yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, it doesn't look super cute, but it's functional. So <laughs> that's what nice. matters. Nice. That's great. And it really is about, you know, wherever your space is, whatever it is, you know, making it feel like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told Josh, I'm like, this is the first home I've owned and I want it to be my own. I want to come in here and feel good about where I live and nice. painted the cabinets white, which I don't think I'll ever do again, but it looks really good. <laughs> and yeah, tore out the flooring and put in yeah, wood flooring and it's been a trip. I'm not a handy person and I had to become <laughs> one really fast when our toilet broke and <laughs> oh, no. yeah, that was a nightmare, but I'm sure, but I did it. Josh was actually in San Diego when that happened and there oh, was no. this leak and I was like, okay, I can do this. I think I can. Mm-hmm. I think I can. It was a three day ordeal and one, Gosh. one screw is what was keeping me from installing the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, That's it crazy. was bad. We had to get, like, bolt cutters in here, and it only takes <laughs> two screws to put the toilet in, and, oh, I was ready to just have a bucket because I told Josh, I'm I said, sure. we're getting a composting have toilet a today. <laughs> so Yeah, who knew, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, our next rig, I told him, I'm like, we are going to have a composting toilet, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen Gone with the Winds talk about that, and... Uh, That's really neat. And, you know, isn't it funny? Because I know a lot of people listening are like, what? You're talking about doing this in an RV? Yeah. And it's like, it's just kind of a house on wheels. Like, there's a few other considerations. But, yeah, it's kind of just a house on wheels. So, it is funny because you can go in and put in wood floor. You can do, you know, all the things that you would do in another house. You know, it's kind of funny. Like, people don't. It is like a tiny house. Yeah, people don't. I think people still are getting used to the movement, but people my age, like I'm 25, people are really considering the tiny house movement. And I would have considered a tiny house if we weren't going to move, but to me, we did too. That's exactly what we looked at. Yeah, But I was like, I want to travel in a tiny house. Just you can move with the tiny house, but But they're heavy, very heavy. And they are, it's not meant to move as often as we wanted to move. Like if it were once every six months to a year, that would be different. But we knew, like, right out of the gate, we were going to move every week, two weeks, whatever. And so, yeah, that wouldn't work. Mm-mm. No, no. I just, I love the movement. I get either. so excited about it. <laughs> so our- well, it's all about empowerment. And I think that's such a thing. And it's living how you want to live. And, you know, it's not about one set thing for everybody. You know, somebody wants to live in a certain kind of house or on a certain kind of property or in a certain town and they don't want to move. Great. Yeah. Great. Do what makes you happy. But I think it's about choices mm-hmm. and about um, empowerment because a lot of people, especially with the tiny homes or smaller homes or alternative homes, is that a lot of those can be more affordable. Yeah. Financial freedom. People can pay them <laughs> off. Yes. That's what we're about. Yeah. We just paid off a credit card today. We clicked the buttons mm-hmm. together and I was like, yes, because that's another thing we're on the road to is in four years hey. we'll be debt free and like. Awesome. That just gets me so excited. And we could never do that when we lived in the Seattle area. It was way too hard (laughs) to do because all of our money was going to rent. And it was so amazing when we're like, we're a month ahead. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're a month ahead? Like, that never happened. Like, good job. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) That really is. That deserves like some serious praise because it takes discipline and it takes time and it takes. It takes different choices. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's the biggest, like for me, that's the biggest thing about what we're doing is just showing other people you have choices Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter which ones you make because it's what works for you. Yep. 
you don't have to choose what I've chosen, but you have choices. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge empowering. And and I don't care if we're talking about where you live. I don't care if we're talking about food, finances, anything. You have choices. And I think that's really an inspiring and empowering thing to realize yourself like, oh, you know, yeah, I saw myself going down this certain path but I can choose something different. Uh-huh. Well, and to show people and, those possibilities, because so many people just don't know. Like, right. I never knew. I wouldn't people. have. No, I never would have. Never thought that at my age, I could be doing this when everybody normally does it at retirement, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's been interesting. We've met so many people as we've traveled around and, and the folks that are retired, that are older, that are doing this or that are, you know, we just talked to at a restaurant or whatever, and they're there on vacation. We've talked to them, and they're just like, you know, I'm so glad that you're doing this while you're young Mm -hmm. and while you can enjoy it and doing it now. And, you know, to be honest, we're never guaranteed anything. No. You know, we we put it off like, oh, well, yeah, we could, you know, live the, the typical thing. You know, you go to college, and you get the job, and you get married, and you get the house, and you have the family, and you work the job, and then you retire. Nobody's guaranteed to have any of those pieces fall into place. No. Mm-mm. And what do you do when you get to retirement and and it's not happening? Right, right. You either didn't make it or there you are and you can't travel or you have health problems or you have family that does or, mm-hmm. or, or, or. Right. There's a million options. Well, and there's, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but on the blog, my, my dad passed away in um, May, May 15th. Oh, my God. No, I had no idea. Yeah, I'm so well, sorry. no, it's... Um, So, I mean, he had been retired for five years and dropped. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that story. Just he worked his whole life. And then Mm -hmm. to be five years retired and to just drop, he had a heart aneurysm and uh, an aortic rupture. I'm sorry. And, um, yeah, it just so sad. Out of nowhere. And it was right before we were about to take off. And um, I Mm -hmm. look at it. I look back on it. And I'm like, it was a blessing. He didn't feel pain. Like, um, right. It went quickly and so many people watch, you know, their loved ones die slowly. And mm-hmm. I was grateful it happened the way it did, but that has pushed me to just live every live. day. Like mm-hmm. it's your last because I never would have thought I wanted my dad to see us have kids. I wanted him to be a grandfather, you know, and, right. um, we didn't become close until the last couple of years, but I had some really good years getting to know my dad, but oh, I just wish we could have like, that story is very common and people get done with their jobs and don't know what to do with their lives and their bodies fail. And like you said, it's never promised. Um, There's no guarantees uh, at all. Not. And you know, we saw it with our, with both my parents and Matt's parents, you know, they had always said, Oh, we're going to travel when we retire. And you know, and then the time came and other circumstances were in play. They had ailing parents or, you know, so many commitments and so much stuff and so many responsibilities, they couldn't really do much of that. I mean, sure they could do some, but you know, like a three day trip here and there, it wasn't like they they wanted. wanted, No, it wasn't what they had planned. And so I think no matter who you are, it, things don't always work out like we plan. So in, in good ways and in bad ways. And so I think it's all about living in the now and just really, really enjoying life. I told Matt, I was like, we're, 
we're doing the whole, you know, we want to suck the marrow out of life. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing mm-hmm. that whole embrace it mm-hmm. fully. And yes. that doesn't mean that every day is a pleasure cruise. Like, right. yeah, this has been, <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. This has been a super exciting adventure for us, but there have been some really, um, trying ups days. and downs. <laughs> yeah. Trying days. I mean, we've had crazy repairs and, um, you know, we had our motor home for, um, like 12 hours before we ended up on the side of the road for nine and a half hours in the Arizona desert. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We'd thrown a belt. So random. And Matt had actually only driven a motorhome for 45 minutes at that point because we had a, a driver drive us over the state line. It was something about picking it up in California and we had to, you know, get a delivery on the other side okay. of Arizona. And so, you know, somebody had driven us the day before we spent the night in a, and a truck stop that first night, which was also a very harrowing, scary experience. Because yeah. I couldn't figure out how to make the door lock, and there were some questionable activities happening around us. Yeah, that's scary. It was, yeah, a little hair-raising, especially, you know, you're talking about somebody that lived in the suburbs. And so I'm like, oh, my God, where are? what are we doing? What have we done with our life? We have gone the wrong direction. And so, you know, then the morning, he starts to drive the RV for the first time. There we are by ourselves in Arizona. And it's like, okay, here we go. And um, it was kind of a scene, you know, him getting used to, I mean, our our motorhome's 44 foot long, and then we tow a car. So we didn't have the car at that point. So we were just trying to get to Phoenix. My dad had flown in. We were going to pick him up. We were going to drive back to Texas. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, we ended up waylaid, side of the road. Arizona desert, 108 degrees uh-huh. for nine and a half hours. How did you do it? Oh, man. Oh, my God. It was insane. Thank goodness for the generator. Yeah. And then he had to drive up, you know, of course, the tow truck. Oh, I'll be there in an hour, like eight hours later. Here he is. Oh. Oh. And Matt had to drive up on a semi, on the back of a semi. That was the tow truck. Like, in my little non-experienced mind, I'm thinking, like, a tow truck. You know, it's going to hook up the front and uh-huh. tow it. No, that's not how it works with an enormous RV. Uh You have to drive up on the back of the semi. And, I mean, they made me get out and, like, walk away because he said, he can fall off and roll this thing. And I'm like, oh, this is. Oh, yeah. This is a great step into RV living. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we don't want to do this. And, of course, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, we've made some terrible (laughs) mistakes. We sold our farm. Uh We put a lot of money into this. Uh And, like, oh, my goodness. But you know what? We got through it. Mm-hmm. We um, actually ended up, our two-day trip ended up being a six-day trip mm-hmm. um, with different repairs and things. And we got back to Dallas, and it was like, okay, now it needs to go in. Because, of course, during all this, mm-hmm. the slide breaks, and oh, the this no. goes wrong, and the that goes wrong. And yes. we're like, yes. oh, no, we've got a lemon, you know. Uh-huh. And it's just those kinks that you have to work out. In the It's like getting a new house. Yes. And there's all the builder kinks, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that was I a super ya. great adventure. <laughs> we actually ended up three months later, leaving later by three months than we thought that we were going to leave. So right. you got to roll with it. You do, and, and you learn to do that. You learn you to do. just go with the flow if you're a couple of days later, hours later. You just <laughs> roll yeah. with it. It's a... Uh, roll with yeah, the hang loose lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, the day we were supposed to go into Sedona, we're in this itty bitty town in New Mexico, 
we it was just totally a stopover. We're supposed to be in Sedona. I'm so excited to be in Sedona. You know, we it's travel day, so we pack everything up, and you know, it's such an event. It takes like three hours. Yep. <laughs> and we're ready to go. We turn the key, and the coach shuts off. No. And I'm like, what? And we look, and there's some kind of like nasty notice about the motor. And I'm like, oh, no. And so, anyway, it ended up, like, you know, you get on the phone with the text and go through the whole thing. Like, two hours later, figure out it's actually just the coolant level. And we had to just go down and buy some coolant and put it in. And big deal, we got to go on our way. But, I mean, it was kind of hairy there because I'm thinking, oh, no. We're, like, in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. We're going to be stuck at a repair shop for mm-hmm. a week, yep, you know. Yep, and God forbid it's in the summer when everybody's mm-hmm. getting their rig worked on. <laughs> yes. Yep, oh. yep. So that was really, like, oh, my goodness. But you know what? That's not specific to RVing. That's not specific to traveling. That's life. Yep. And so you have to roll with it and just you know, stay true to your priorities, stay true to your vision. I was actually talking to a friend of mine this morning who's moved to Spain and they've lived overseas and, and, uh, it's Ariana from, um, and here we are. And she was telling us on the podcast all about, you know, their adventures moving from the States to Germany and then a job that they had there fell through And they had only been there seven months and had nothing. They didn't even have furniture the whole time. Oh, wow. So they had to move back to the States and had sold everything. They had, you know, sold their car and everything. And there they were, no job, no savings account, nothing. And it was like, and we're back in the States. Well, the whole time they held fast to their dream of we're going back overseas. They ended up going to England. Okay. And then moving to Spain, which was their absolute dream. And that's where they are. And it's like you just have to keep focusing on where you want to be. Absolutely. Even when you get waylaid. Right. Sometimes for a while. It'll happen. Just It's all, yep, <laughs> not in our timing. <laughs> right. And we don't have to know how. We don't have to make it happen. We have to just hold the faith yep. and focus on it and take little steps every day yep. towards our goal. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Amazing. <laughs> very powerful Amazing. stuff, too. It's- it is so powerful. It's very powerful. And I love, like, you guys are doing the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. You're the freedom theory. You're talking all about, you know, living your dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how to be free in a way that is accessible. I tell people, I'm like, rigs come at all kind of costs, you know. You can, yeah. You can have freedom even if you're staying in one spot, you know. You can buy a smaller house and save your money and um, just keep preparing for the future. And it's just all in reach, and that just gets me very excited because you don't have to have the bondage of all the other things that come, you know, with the stress. And when you have less stuff, you need less of a job (laughs) because you don't need as much money. And I think... That concept is really coming up, I think, with a lot of millennials. Like, we're thinking about that. Um, and it's it's really neat. It's, it's really Because cool. we've all seen the example of our parents and our grandparents and, and what they've sort of gone through. And, you know, I mean, it was sort of the dream, right, right. to have the house, the big house and all of that. But well, and, and a big house is lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 
great. Yeah. You know, I loved it when we had four bedrooms and I loved decorating everything and I loved swimming around in our big, big bathtub <laughs> yeah. and I loved running around in the backyard. I mean, there was so many cool things about it, but there was a lot of life exchanged for that. There was a lot of working. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of hustling, you know, trying to make everything happen. Yeah. There was a lot of responsibilities with all the different bills to pay and, you know, the homeowners association and the this and the that. And maintenance, you know, keeping that lawn mode, keeping, you know, everything, you know, the fence replaced when it wore out after a few years and just on and on and on. It was seems like it was endless. Right. Yeah. My friend just got back. Um, my friend Mara, she has a blog, Fireside Traveler, and oh man, she just got back to her house um, in New Mexico, and she's like, "Yep, we're selling it. <laughs> we're getting ready to go again because yeah. it it is a lot." She was talking about the homeowners association. She's like, "We can't even park our RV here." I'm like, "Oh, that's not oh, the homeowners <laughs> associations have gotten out of control. I'm sure some people have." good ones and, and they're you know they have good communities but I'm telling you ours back in Texas mm-hmm. those people would come around and they would measure the grass with a ruler oh and if gosh. you it was nuts and if you were just like a few centimeters over you got a fine and then if you tried to put my neighbor was really creative and decorative and she put a beautiful wrought iron just a little decorative piece like over one part of the house in the front where it looked beautiful it really looked lovely and you know, they find her and it turned into this huge thing because it was a battle. She's like, I'm not taking it down. And they were like going to take her house over. I mean, it was absurd. Um, Nuts. Nuts. And you couldn't park in front of the house, in front of your own house. You had to be in the back in the alley in your driveway and not on the grass, only on, I'm like, Uh -uh. this is my, my Uh house Uh and we're paying for this. Uh -uh. Oh. And we're paying the HOA to come around and harass us. Yeah, <laughs> it was not, not having it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and it's the same thing when we were, um, when we had our farm, it was always, always, always something. And with the farm, it was really always something. Oh, yeah. I mean, money just flying out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom, she grew up on a dairy farm in Washington and mm. same thing. <laughs> So much work. Yeah. I mean, you know, we actually have a book coming out. It's Misadventures on an Organic Farmstead. Oh, cool. <laughs> two, two, two suburbanites move to the country and start a farm. And, you know, it's really not um, discouraging people to do it. I really, I absolutely encourage people to do it, but I want them to go in with their eyes open. Yeah. And I don't want them to make our same mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we bought a property that really wasn't set up to be a farm. And so we ended up needing to put in all of our fencing and build all of our barns. And, you know, I mean, those are massive expenses. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, we were having growing pains because, I mean, I had goats and they didn't have a barn. And so they lived in my basement once wow. they were almost attacked by coyotes. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, it was just it was hysterical. So okay. that's why it's a book, because there's all sorts of crazy hijinks that we uh that we win. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to learn the word. Read it. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> and you kind of just roll your eyes and, um, and think, what were they doing? Um, but you know, it's an experience that wouldn't trade for anything in the world. We learned so much. It was so fulfilling and so connecting. And we, um, we just are so journey. glad. Yeah, it got you here. That's what I tell everybody I'm like every little thing got you here so every little thing 
Yeah. Well, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Like, I absolutely love following your YouTube channel. You are just, like, the most fun and bubbly person. <laughs> oh. and, and Josh is just so lovely. And, of course, Bear, the Pomeranian, uh-huh. is beyond adorable. <laughs> he always gets his little spot, like, in every vlog. If he's not in there, people get upset. <laughs> I know, right? Oh. Well, yeah, we're dog lovers, too. So we have our two chihuahuas, and, and um, they haven't made their video debut, but... um. Yeah, they probably should. <laughs> well, I hope we can definitely <laughs> meet up soon while we hit the road. So Absolutely, we'll definitely meet up on the road. Yep. Oh, that's so fun to say. It is, it really is. <laughs> well, again, thanks so much for being here. And, again, I will include the link in uh, in the show notes to your YouTube. But, um, you know, I just love uh, – I actually really love the name Freedom Theory. I think that that's fantastic. Thank you. I came up with it. Yeah. My husband will say he did, but – yeah. <laughs> we all know. We all know it's Haley. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for being here. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.